Hello and welcome to the Eating Disorder Therapist podcast. This is a podcast to help you find peace with food and overcome disordered eating. And I'm Harriet Frew, aka the Eating Disorder Therapist. And I'm so excited to share with you all kinds of stories, tips, information and guest interviews to help you on your journey in finding peace with food. So thank you so much for listening today. Now today I'm talking to Cindy Spratt, who's a holistic and functional nutritionist that specializes in eating disorder recovery. Cindy speaks about an all-encompassing approach that teaches the fundamentals of nutrition, listening to the body, learning how to respect and love the body, and rebuilding a loving and joyful relationship with food that people can thrive long-term and feel good about food and in their body. Now, Cindy has been on her own healing journey. As a young girl, she loved being in the kitchen and creating and connecting through food. And her first job was at a local tea house, age 11, and with a local catering company soon after. Throughout her teenage years, though, Cindy's relationship with food morphed into something different. And sadly, she spent almost a decade as a competitive gymnast where weight and body image were of heightened focus. And when the time came to step away from gymnastics, the drastic drop in exercise, along with puberty and the complex mental and emotional challenges of adolescence, her once loving and rather normal relationship with food was replaced by something deeply dysfunctional. From Cindy's teens well into her 20s, her food journey became her biggest struggle. She found herself in the throes of binging and purging, starving, dieting, over-exercising and popping pills. And she describes the shame and guilt that engulfed her during these years as devastating and the loneliness unbearable. In her mid-twenties, Cindy came to the realisation that her health was suffering and that there was more to her than an eating disorder and more to this life than struggle, determined to find a way to bring back her love of food and turn her life's journey into something positive, she aligned herself to a new path and began to look to the health world for guidance. And then... Cindy's life was turned upside down. At age 32, as a young wife and mother, and well on her way to being fully recovered from the eating disorder, doctors found a cancerous tumour in her colon, and she endured a life-altering colon resection and was advised to endure several rounds of chemo. Opting out of the chemo, so Cindy set out up her health game. She went back to school, turned to exercise for therapy and opened up her spirit to her life's teachings. What she found was a calling to help others find their own positive food journey and to be the help she didn't have when she was younger. So since then, Cindy has spent years in school becoming a nutritional enthusiast, a kitchen muse and a food and body advocate, receiving certifications in holistic nutrition, functional nutrition, culinary nutrition, eating psychology and eating disorder recovery coaching. Her kitchen is now a joyful and creative space once again. and She has learned how to listen to her body, reuniting it with athleticism, dance and the wondrous outdoors. And she's been cancer free now going on 13 years. So Cindy's so far life story with food, has taught her endless lessons to embrace every moment with gratitude and compassion, to listen to life's teachings, and that believing in oneself is half the battle, and she hopes to pass this along to others. So I'm really looking forward to speaking with Cindy today to hear more about her healing journey and the wonderful work she's doing with her clients. Let's get to the conversation. Hi, Cindy. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Happy to be here. So, Cindy, could I firstly get you to introduce yourself to the listeners, please? 
Yeah, sure. My name is Cindy Spratt. I'm living in British Columbia in a tiny little town in British Columbia, Canada. And I am a holistic nutritionist. I've been practicing for about 15 years now with further education in eating disorder recovery and eating psychology and culinary nutrition lots of different avenues that I've studied over the years to kind of create this comprehensive way to support my clients. So Cindy, I know you've been on your sort of own journey, haven't you, with food, eating disorders, various health issues, etc. Could you just sort of take us through really through your sort of journey and what's led you to do the work you're doing today? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I guess it began a long time ago in my Younger years, I was a competitive gymnast. And when I transitioned away from that sport, I was an adolescent and it, which is a very difficult time in all of our lives. I developed an eating disorder in my probably about 17 or 18. I was about at that time and then that carried me through many, many years and was often on with regards to the depth of which it had a hold on me, depending on where I was at in my life. And then when I became pregnant, I was 30 at the time. I really stepped away from the eating disorder. It was kind of a at a lighter place for me at that time anyhow, and had my baby. And then when he was about a year and a half years old, they found a cancerous tumor growing in my colon. So I went through the process of having that removed, which was a surgery. And then they had recommended chemotherapy and quite severe treatment after that. And That really pushed me into a place of inner knowing that I had a lot of recovery work to do still from the eating disorder. And then, of course, from the physical trauma of the surgery and then also the difficulty with finding out that you've had cancer growing in you. And I really launched onto a very different path with my entire life, really, which meant me going back to school and going through my own healing journey with what was left that needed to be worked through with regards to the eating disorder recovery. And then, of course, strengthening my body and building a really healthy relationship with food and while studying nutrition, which was a beautiful process. And I still feel it remains ongoing even to this day. From that career change, I built a business in around nutrition and then really refined my work to work with predominantly eating disorder recovery clients or dysfunctional eating recovery clients, which is where I am at now. Now I have quite a thriving practice in this way. And really, it's been such a gift of my own personal journey, which was challenging and difficult and filled with lots of hard emotions. But I feel as though I really turned it into something that is fulfilling and beautiful and can allow me to help other people 
who were in a similar position or who I can relate to. Yeah, that's kind of really where I'm at now, the shortened version, (laughs) which is a little hard to do. (laughs) I'm sure. And it sounds like, Cindy, you had done some sort of initial recovery work, made some quite significant progress before you had the cancer diagnosis. But it sounds like that cancer diagnosis just really like sort of turned everything on its head. And then you really took a much sort of deeper dive into healing. Is that right? Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. So was it more perhaps pre the cancer diagnosis? Was it more a kind of behavioral focus or had you sort of done some of the kind of psychological journey? I mean, we're always on it, aren't we? But <laughs> I'm just kind of wondering, was it quite a contrast, I guess, in terms of how you approach sort of recovery before and after the cancer? Yeah, well, to be honest, I hadn't really been in recovery therapy for years. I had on and off been in some recovery programs when I was a lot younger. And then I had sort of fell into this place of being able to maintain what I thought was the health of my body and my mind for a number of years without really doing a lot of recovery therapy. It was kind of holding in a place that wasn't too bad and wasn't too good. And I was doing quote unquote, okay, and just kind of surviving post cancer. Yeah. I think my real, as Oprah would say, my real aha moment was that I recognized the healing was not done and that it was really a calling for me to revisit that healing and do the proper work that I needed to come into a more peaceful place within myself for my own health and healing. And then of course, to be able to follow the career path that I wanted to follow. And in that sort of like deeper healing process, were you sort of drawn to a particular kind of therapy or coaching, or was it more kind of a personal development journey of reading and reflection or meditation or what kind of worked for you? Yeah, it was kind of all of the above. I began with some cranial sacral work and acupuncture that I had access to here locally. And that body work really busted me wide open. I will never forget leaving those. It's just like a puddle. I would cry. The body had just been holding on to so much pain for so long that that really began the process of unleashing and letting go and kind of allowing the difficult emotions to bubble up. And also did therapy with a wonderful counselor who just helped me in all the ways, shift my mindset and tap into my deeper self-esteem and self-confidence and really relearning and rediscovering who I am. I feel like we really, in eating disorders, we really lose ourselves to the disorder for however long it's there. And part of the recovery process is really about figuring out who you are again and relearning how to be with that person and value that person and let her him come forward and shine. Yeah, there was that. And then through my studies, there was just so much change that was happening within our house, within the home, within the way that we were eating, the way that we were handling food. And I really switched to a very anti-cancer, cancer preventative style diet, which really just looked like 
going back to the roots of where does food come from and how can we eat in such a way that we are nurturing ourselves and looking after our nutrient needs. And that in itself was really very healing for me. And part of the work that I do with my clients now is really going back to nutrition fundamentals. I feel like that was a big aspect that helped me get to a comfortable and peaceful, loving relationship with food. And then at the same time, part of the process for me involved going back to athleticism. Like I said, in the beginning, I was a competitive gymnast. And I think walking away from that and kind of diving headfirst into an eating disorder took a bit of a negative spin on that sport for me. And now I look back and can remember all the beauty and the gifts and the wonderful joy that I got from being an athlete, which I really am at the core. So in my process of recovery, I returned to athleticism and I started running and running in races and dancing again with a local studio. I still dance. This is coming up on 20 years later almost. And that was a part of my recovery as well was remembering who I was and remembering that I had passions and remembering that there were things in life that lit me up and made me feel really good about myself. So yeah, so many pieces to the recovery. Oh, thank you for sharing. Time for a short advertisement break. On the outside, you have it all together. You're successful. You seem happy. But what your friends and family don't see is that you're living in the vicious cycle of bulimia. You know that something needs to change, your health depends on it, but you just don't know where to start or how to move forward. That's where Conquering Bulimia comes in. It's a one-of-a-kind online recovery course brought to you by certified eating disorder coaches Sarah Lee and Merritt Elizabeth. They know exactly what you're going through. They've both recovered from bulimia and have teamed up with leading experts to create an online course with over 70 videos as a powerful addition to your recovery. Conquering Bulimia is private and self-paced, filled with personal stories and coaching tips that will teach you how to change your behaviours for good. It will challenge and inspire you, and it's affordable, offered at an incredible discount of over 60% of the cost of one-on-one coaching. Break free from bulimia on your terms and start living the life of peace you deserve at conqueringbulimia.com. And with your gymnastics, like, have you ever gone back to gymnastics or doing that even in a more lighthearted way or just has it been other forms of movement now? I think dance ended up kind of taking that piece for me. Uh, Gymnastics, it's pretty hard on your body as an adult. And I Mm -hmm. have some issues with some of my joints, I think, from being a competitive athlete for so long. And it wasn't really in the cards for me to return to gymnastics, although I did think about it, I will say. <laughs> I did really think about it, but it didn't feel like the right thing for me at the time. Yeah, no, sure. And then it sounds like as well, going on your own healing journey, that you felt a sort of calling and a sort of real desire to support others. And can you sort of say a bit how you came to that conclusion and made that decision? The funny thing is that it was always within me. I remember at a very young age, in my late teens, maybe, I remember thinking and maybe saying out loud once or twice that I would love to be the support that I needed at that time and couldn't really find or wasn't ready for, or, you know, I'm not sure how it didn't show up for me, but it didn't at the time. It was always 
in there. And I mean, I, aside from having a troubled relationship with food, I've always been a foodie. Like I love food. I love cooking always from a very, very young age. So it felt like a natural progression that I had kind of shut off maybe for a number of years. Yeah. I think when the walls kind of came down and I started to really break down some of those barriers, I just knew it was the right path because it always had been there. Mm, Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And it sounds like with your approach with your clients today, you really combine, I'm assuming, like sort of the nutritional, because you've got this kind of real love of cooking and food and being in the kitchen and that whole side of things. But then also you obviously done a lot of the kind of mindset work and the psychological. So can you sort of talk a little bit about the work that you do with your clients? Yeah, it's exactly that. Uh, Weave together nutritional teachings and specifics around meal planning and meal choices and creating food rhythm that works for the individual. And I weave that and those practices and that kind of aspect of teaching together with, like you say, mindset work and emotional healing work and journal prompts and a lot of open, safe discussion and homework around evolving, helping the person evolve into their true self and really find who they are so that we can push that eating disorder voice out and allow the person to come forward and shine in a much bigger way. So yeah, it's all those aspects of what we call a holistic approach where it's the food and it's the nutritional habits and behaviors. And then of course, it's the mindset and it's the emotional work and it's the spiritual work as well. So as many angles as we can come at the recovery process I feel the better, the more the client really feels supported. Mm. And do you actually do any sort of like cooking or like food handling or that kind of practical side of things with your clients? Or is it more sort of like in a sort of like therapy setting where you'd be talking about food and with a more traditional sense? Yeah, usually with my one-on-one clients, we are talking about and planning. I'm often giving recipe suggestions and talking through how their day might look and their week look around food. And then actually, I offer cooking classes online fairly frequently throughout the year. So a lot of my clients end up taking my online cooking classes at the same time to kind of help support them in that regard and teach them how to cook in a certain kind of way that's really feeling supportive for the direction that they want to go. Oh, I know that's lovely, actually, if they can kind of work with you and then kind of extend that work on to really enjoy food and the practical elements. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems to work really well. Mm. So Cindy, for like people listening as well that are kind of in the depths of an eating disorder at the moment and are really struggling to know where to even start maybe with their nutrition, what are some of the kind of like gentle steps or starting points that you would suggest to people? Mm-hmm. One of the areas that I often start with most of my clients is really looking after blood sugar stability. When we have this kind of yo-yo or up and down approach to food throughout the day, we 
actually are working really hard against our natural metabolic rhythm. And when the blood sugars are unstable like that, we have a tendency to not only make rash or poor decisions, but we also don't generally feel very good. We feel out of focus, moody, our energy wanes, and we don't sleep well, and it affects all the other bodily systems. Even if we are not necessarily adjusting what the person is eating because that's not always a great place to start for some of my clients. We can simply rearrange when the food intakes are happening throughout the day in order to try to stabilize the blood sugar. So that just looks like regular small intakes throughout the day so that the body never kind of reaches that real bottom low where you're just feeling kind of desperate and maybe all over the place and scattered and you're never really reaching that high where you're reaching for the wrong foods potentially that are maybe very sugary or processed that spike your blood sugars because once we reach that high we have a tendency to crash soon after A really good place to start is simply taking the foods you're comfortable with eating or your current diet and spreading it out throughout the day so that there's a regular intake of food, no matter how big, it doesn't have to be very big, but a regular intake of food every kind of two to three hours throughout the day. So that rhythm of something for breakfast, something for a morning snack, a lunch, an afternoon snack and a dinner, which again, they don't have to be large volumes of food, just an intake that helps the glucose levels at the body's energy levels stay kind of even throughout the day, as opposed to going too high and too low, which actually just supports us in feeling a little bit better, more energized, more focused, more steady. And like I said, can promote other health benefits like sleeping better and feeling more balanced, bringing stability to our hormones, et cetera, et cetera. There's lots of benefits there. So that's often a place that I will start working with, um, I would say most of my clients in the beginning and something that most people can just do on their own. Sure. And that's such great advice, actually. And it sounds like the way you're approaching it as well is in very sort of small, gentle, manageable steps and really starting from where someone's at. Because I think people can feel very overwhelmed, can't they, with beginning to think about food, embracing their sort of nutritional side of things. Yeah, absolutely. It can be very overwhelming. Absolutely. And small steps is absolutely where it's at. Like that just tiny little amounts of progress and then celebrating those small wins, no matter how small. And every client advances at a different kind of pace, which deserves recognition. So it's kind of up to the client how comfortable they feel in however many changes they want to make at a time. But usually the pace is rather slow. That's how I feel we see the most progress in a very comfortable manner. And I think regular eating can be such a game changer, can't it? I think it's something that we often overlook in recovery. Sometimes we can be like really focused on the psychological side and to get to the root of things. But if we're not sort of stabilizing our blood sugar and we're feeling really tired, really irritable, we can't concentrate, we're cold, all those sort of starvation symptoms, it's just really hard, isn't it, to kind of be able to access your emotions or to reflect or to concentrate 
even stabilizing your blood sugar a little bit through regular eating can be just so, so helpful. Yeah, it really is. It can make a really big difference, not only just with people recovering from eating disorders, but for if we're everyone, we see this in holistic nutrition uh, right across the board, stabilizing those blood sugars. It's a really important place to start because we function better overall. Yeah, I know. Hear, hear. <laughs> so Cindy, I'm sure there's so many different aspects that you would cover with your clients, but is there a particular kind of favorite topic that you enjoy exploring with your clients around mindset and psychology that you find many people find very beneficial? Yeah, I mean, there's so many and it's all such great, deep work that's so beautiful. But one of the things that I really like to talk to my clients about is this concept of when we start to become more ourselves and we start to take back our power in a sense, then we have this great ability to start squeezing out the eating disorder. It might look less like trying to control what's happening with the disorder and more like bringing in these practices that are supportive, just like we're talking about with balancing the blood sugar bringing in nutritional knowledge, bringing in more confidence building and more emotional understanding. And as we exercise those muscles more and more, the eating disorder simply starts to hold less space and we become stronger, more present, more bright and more powerful. And the eating disorder then just starts to become less prevalent. And I think you alluded to this earlier in a way that the eating disorder is kind of always there. Like even for me now, I feel like it's kind of always there. It's woven into the fabric of who I am. It's part of my story. And yet it has no power anymore because I am taking up all this space. The more we can really step into our own person passions, confidence in and around food, in and around being in our body, body positivity and embodiment and doing things that we love and that make us happy and make us shine, the eating disorder simply starts to fall away. And I just love the image. I know you can't see me right now, but I like the image of kind of as you move we bring in almost a ray of sunshine. And as you bring in the sunshine and the sunshine starts to take over half of your face, then three quarters of your face, then all of your face, then the darkness and the shadows, there's no room for it anymore. I really like that way of putting it to my clients and that mindset shift. I feel like it really helps them do more of the things that take back their power and bring them back into their own being because they know that every single thing they do, the time that they plan out their snack and have their snack, the time that they walk away from the pull of a binging episode because they have some coping mechanisms in their toolbox now that will help them move through those emotions. Every single thing that they do ends up creating more of that sunshine, more of that beautiful radiant space. 
it's helpful because you end up choosing that more and more often. And then the eating disorder just lacks power. Yeah. And I love the way that you've described that actually, because I think sometimes people get caught in a sort of quasi recovered place where they're kind of just white knuckling it through, aren't they? Maybe there's been some behavioral change, but they're still perhaps not feeling in touch with their voice. They're still not feeling their emotions. They're still not kind of pursuing things that bring them joy. And I love the way you describe it there, that actually when we sort of lean more into ourselves, I guess the pursuing the things that bring joy, pursuing perhaps the like nutrition, that's kind of making you feel better. It's almost like a kind of snowball, isn't it, that gathers momentum. And yeah, actually the eating disorder just becomes smaller doesn't it it's not like you're kind of white knuckling it and trying to push through it just starts to fall away because something else is filling that space Mm -hmm. exactly so Cindy where can people find you if they want to get in touch with you find out more about your work etc they can find me online Uh, cindyspratt.com is my website I'm very active on there I have lots of great recipes there and lots of good blogs on eating relationships, eating disorder recovery, and also just nutrition tips, etc. The website's a great place. I also am active on some social media, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn as well. So those are some other places where they can find me. Mm-hmm. Okay, fantastic. Well, I shall make sure that I put you know the links in the show notes so that people can get in touch if they want to. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. Okay, well, thank you so much, Cindy, for coming on the podcast. Really inspiring to hear your incredible story and how you've been through some really tough times, but how from all that pain, like so much purpose has come from it. And it's wonderful to hear about the work you're doing today and obviously helping so many people. So thank you so much. Yeah, I appreciate that. And same to you. Thank you for your voice and your representation in this realm of work as well. It's so needed. So I hope you enjoyed this conversation just as much as I did. Do go and check out all of Cindy's info in the show notes. If you're not following me already on Instagram, do seek me out at the eating disorder therapist underscore. And for further support with your relationship with food, do go to the eating disorder therapist.co.uk. If you enjoy this podcast, I'll be so grateful if you'd follow, rate and review as it helps it reach so many more listeners. And if you're a professional listening and you're interested in my online training in body image and eating disorders, please go to the links in the show notes for more info. Thank you so much for listening today. And I look forward to sharing another podcast episode with you very soon.